Hello and welcome back once again to the Beechgrove Girl. So the next one will be with uh, Danny. And we talked about just all the different mad stuff that we've made together and, and how mad we stories. Danny nice. is a wonderful storyteller. He's Yeah, he's an incredible storyteller. And he's got so fucking many of them as well. <laughs> He'll still come up with a story and be like, that story is amazing. Why have you not pulled that out of your repertoire? Yeah. Like, why is that not come and just up like, yet? How <laughs> he'll just break into some mad riff about the colour of someone's willy or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be an amazing 25-minute anecdote <laughs> with twists and turns. If you want to hear the colour of someone's willy story, uh, <laughs> tune in to the next edition of Gamewank, because that's See, a real thing. I don't know that story, so that's that should be good. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch into fucking podcast mode now. And you're yeah, gonna no, be no, right. I know, I know it's weird, eh? But no, it's a film. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking it's England. It's <laughs> that it fucking does, England. It, it does something, there, man. It does. It <laughs> makes folks start guarding statues and all that part. You know. <laughs> <laughs> makes you watch racing on a Sunday. <laughs> it makes you watch Zulu you seen, all you the seen, time. <laughs> you seen Jim recently? His face really red. It's really red. Um, <laughs> Don't put that in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing I need. Do you know the amount of followers, uh, or sorry, the amount of unfollows I've had recently because I keep retweeting England. Please stop. Like, but it's only when there's something in the news about England which just happens to be all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, mean... <laughs> I, I hemorrhaged about thirty in the space of a week and it's like <laughs> very telling. <laughs> I love that. The, the 30, thirty English people are going, well I don't I don't like this uh, mischaracter <laughs> this is character assassination. It's like have you been to England? Yeah, uh, I know well it's, it's <laughs> Yes, it's like, but it makes perfect sense though, doesn't it? Because I mean, well, first of all, like I never really normally pay attention to that kind of thing. Like I don't mm. uh, have like ever like look at who's unfollowed me or anything. Like I never pursue that. I think it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Um, and but you know, when it's like thirty people, you notice it. You're bringing a baby into the world as well while this is going on. How's that? How's that? Is that not a bit stressful? You're not like, oh, Christ. Yeah, aye, aye. Um, Sorry, the thing, <laughs> I know. Welcome to hell world. <laughs> not, well, the thing that's been doubly tough is going through all this. And it should be, you know, a special time and everything. And it is for us, mm. but it should be a special time that you share with your family. And yeah. all we can do right now is share whatsapp photos <laughs> you know it's like yeah. our, our parents haven't been with us along the way and both of us are lucky enough to still be close and have solid relationships with our parents you know and yeah. um i it's like I've, I've i we definitely feel robbed of that and that's been really tough yeah but in terms of like you know introducing the the wee fella to the world that like i'm not particularly concerned about that i mean i know that you know, we all have a finite amount of time on this fragile rock, and uh, that's obviously going to endlessly cause anxiety. But I've learned to just not not worry too much about that, and I've yeah. kind of been enjoying, frankly, like just three quarters of the time, just burying my head in the sand. <laughs> 
it's <laughs> like I know it sounds unhealthy, and it it might be. Yeah. But I was having a it was a conversation with uh, Richie actually, and he made a really good point. Richie Morgan from this very podcast. Yes. Uh huh. Who believed that lickouts were invented in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I need to have a word. I've still not spoke to him about that's that's definitely like, you know, when lockdown lifts and that and I have them round. Half an hour after we finish this podcast, I'm gonna get a phone call from Richard going, Danny just called me, was really upset. I couldn't even make out what he was saying. Hi. I mean I think he was that angry, he was sick. Laughing <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever... Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, we seem to have deviated anyway into crudeness, so we'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy this. Did I ever tell you about um, my friend Hugh? <laughs> no. <laughs> my friend no. Hugh, who every Here time... It goes. Every time he was sick, he cried. <laughs> like he just hated the experience and he'd be like it's no fun <laughs> and it was like we were all students at the time as well so you know we would yeah. all, we basically all lived in each other's houses so I we spent yeah. a, and we were in a, a band together as well so we spent a lot when we spewed was, was <laughs> together that when you were in Edinburgh? yes aye, aye that's was that I when you were in the in the wee flat across from the pubic triangle? oh fuck aye Yes, um, I because there's one of my one of my earliest memories of hanging out with you. We didn't we didn't know each other too well, but it was like it was that uh, that flat around there, mm-hmm. and uh, f- for some reason uh, you were you were forever associated with the pubic triangle in my head after that. I just want to say right now uh-huh. <laughs> that at no point did I ever visit either of the three uh, chicken dippers. In the pubic triangle. <laughs> at no point, at no point during the selection process of flat hunting, did, yeah. would, did it ever did, was this ever like a, a benefit? You know, like, yeah. it was never a selling point. For did, us. At no we point did anyone is go. Hey, there's a bloody there's a noting shops up the road. You know, it's better you got your co-op, you got your McDonald's right by the Royal Lyceum if you're feeling cultural. <laughs> Aye, aye. Uh, local amenities are wonderful, um, wonderful on street parking, uh, and also you can look at a stranger's fanny close up, <laughs> not but 30 feet away. <laughs> not even, not even like, with a wee telescope or that, just... <laughs> like, like us, like uh, binoculars for the opera. <laughs> Oh, just just oh. Uh, just right there, twenty quid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Like, I made a vow never, ever to go to a strippers. Like, they just yeah, they, yeah. Genuinely, they just don't appeal to me. They're just like nah, of not, course, not for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then we we had uh, my friend's thirtieth. Mm-hmm. He chose to go to the strippers. Mm. So I'd like I just had to go. Went. First time round, as depressing as I thought it would be, mm. but I did actually get like a nice wee story from it. So here goes. <laughs> uh, went went in. My pal uh, was like, I know this is like a total early noughties reference, but he's he's essentially Stifler for American Pie, right? 
He's okay. just, he's like, he's a wee five foot nothing guy. He's just yeah. on muscle. And he just, he's just constantly, he's just, he's like a walking semi, right? <laughs> just ready to go off at any point. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, he went like, he went there and he's like, as soon as he's in, need, need to get a dance. I need to get a dance. I'm like, right. And nobody, nobody that's there wants to be there apart from him, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. He's like, which is all often the case in strip clubs, right? There's one guy who's dragged everyone there. Yeah, totally. Aye. And um, like I'm looking about the place and it's just like CD, obviously, it was CD old guys everywhere. Mm. Like, but nobody really smiling either, which mm. I really hated. <laughs> yeah. Nobody was actually having fun. Like, you know, they were just, aye. Anyway. So yeah. my pal, he's like, go get my dance, go get my dance. So he goes for his dance. And, uh, and we're all just sitting about and um, like you know the usual some of the uh, some of the girls come over at you and ask you if you want to dance and that and you're like I'll be honest with you you're, and you have the conversation and then you know immediately as soon as like you know you, you get to the inhalation stage of the conversation they know and one of the lassies is like is your friend quite short and I'm like uh, yeah I kind of like uh, short um, short blonde hair as well she's like yeah he's um, He's he's peed himself, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, "Aye, very good. That's uh, that's good. That's good. You got us." And they're like, "No, no." What I didn't know is, and I don't know if this is the case with a lot of like strippers, as in the establishments. Like, I don't know if they've got like a door at the back where they do all the private dancing and stuff like that uh-huh. where they can discreetly fucking launch folk out <laughs> uh, but yeah yeah right enough that that's what happened and and after uh the, the last year i was talking to she's like no really he's he peed himself <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing that comes into my head is like he's pissed himself but with a wee hard on <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, right, I need to run in the back. Like, and I get out and I'm like, where, how did I get to the back? I had to run all the way down to the bottom of the row, uh, yeah. come round, and right enough he was there and he had like a big cut on his cheek as well because he'd either been punched or just launched out on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... No passion in here, mate. <laughs> it's like Robbie, you've pissed yourself. <laughs> he went, "Hi, you know, I didn't you know. I thought it was. I thought. I thought I was just having a good time. <laughs> How can you not tell? You know. How can you not differentiate between having a good time and peeing out a wee hard on in your, in your trousers?" <laughs> And he's like, it's like, did you, did you pay? And he's like, no man, fucking 20 quid up. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. So we went back to mine. He got a pair of my uh, jeans, uh, which were far too big for him. So he had like a nice new metal vibe, but it's early 90s. So like that was still kind of like, you know, happening. And uh, and, then we went to, went to opium. Um, instead, and uh, like you know, for for the benefit of your listeners, opium is a rock and roll nightclub <laughs> where the, the bar staff uh, all look like they stink a patchouli. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and like stale it's beer a, it's, and a, it's, a, it's a proper like uh, everyone in there looks like that lassie out of fucking NCIS um <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I like that. That's your go-to. <laughs> but you're spot on, man. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Nearly forty now, man. That's the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I we're kind of tipping on that end of the scale, aren't we? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that we took the conversation from very serious about introducing life into the world to uh, a man pushing his selling the strippers. <laughs> I think we should maintain that tone. I prefer that more. I think that's more in our, that's more on on brand for you and I, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. You're trying to talk seriously for five minutes, and it's just like, have I told you about my mate passion? <laughs> he cries. Like, uh, <laughs> an extremely not subtle scene where her husband goes down on her. Right. It's quite jarring because you don't think, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that practice was invented in the 70s, wasn't it? No, man, I watched Mary Queen of Scots the other day and there was a guy... <laughs> <laughs> I know it wasn't actually invented in the 70s, I was just... I was doing a wee joke. I went through a phase of um, convincing folk that Richie had to take all of his clothes off to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done it in every... Co- We've shared, like, two workplaces. I've done it in both. Pl- <laughs> like, you know, I've, done, I've told people in the games industry and, and folk are like, you know, some people demand proof. <laughs> One guy said to me, how do you know this? It's I'm- fucking weird, eh, how people think. <laughs> 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 like demand facts for such yeah. ridiculous arbitrary things. <laughs> and other folk are like, nah, that checks it. So, I mean, like, I used to know shape with a t-shirt on. I had to be taps after <laughs> because I, I, I did, and I, it was because I like I was like a mad clean freak. Uh, still kind of am, but I've got a lot better. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, I hated the idea of uh, jobby vapors going up the back of my t-shirt. <laughs> Honestly, it used to freak me out. <laughs> Jobby Vapor. I'm You know what I mean? <laughs> Jobby Vapor. <laughs> oh, you know the ones are quite, quite thick. <laughs> the fresh <laughs> ones are quite thick. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> tangible almost. <laughs> <laughs> we squiggly lines like <laughs> Yeah, I totally like <laughs> Like a Rocco's modern life. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> totally. Oh wait. Oh wait. so um, (laughs) i mean i've definitely been known to take a shirt off um you know when it's like it's a bit of an ankle grabber and you're like oh i need to concentrate so you can't have like (laughs) concentrate jim you need to talk me through this so you you know i suggest that you have to put your phone down Aye, totally. You're like you're reading the Wikipedia article about fucking Scatman John. You're like, right, 
I'll get I'll go back to that later. Um, you got one that takes so much concentration, you can't even process the nerve endings like sensing your clothes on you. You have to be like, no, it needs a fucking. I need uh, all this is... every spare mental capacity has to be on. <laughs> you know my my blue yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like, you know, our ancestors, they didn't have any clays. So, you know, obviously the best shite you're going to have is in the nip. <laughs> yeah, and also they didn't sit down to do it. They crouched. Is it just done yeah, it on the ground? Aye. Yeah. I was visiting a, a friend a wee while ago and he stayed with his auntie, I think yeah. it was. And she was like, she was quite, quite old at the time. And yeah. I, uh, I was like, she chatted away to him and I was like, sorry, uh, in a minute, I just need to nip to the loo. Went in, done my business, came back, and was like, Hey, Kev, man, there's a do you know there's a stool in your toilet? Mm-hmm. You mean changing a light bulb or something? He's like, No, man, he needs man, he needs it for shiting. <laughs> what a sentence! I know, eh? man, he needs it for shiting. I'm like, What? So, this is before I even knew this was a thing. This was like, I'm talking fucking like. 15 odd years ago maybe yeah, yeah. Longer. yeah. <clears throat> my my for a shite and I, I see instantly my go-to was she stood on it and like shot for a height because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise i'm like how how is this how's this going to aid your performance not knowing that you of course sit in the pan and lift your legs on top of the stool yeah. thus replicating that squatting position for a yeah, natural yeah. flow <laughs> and, yeah, because uh, yeah, it straightens you, right? It's, uh... it's aye, totally aye. aye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, what, like 10 minutes in and we've already talked about three different shite-related stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not normally like this. This is well, you. Well, it are you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> if one thing that, uh, I mean, you know how everyone, uh, I mean, I'm sure you've had this from fucking everyone, but uh, people gain it like, nah, it changes your life, you know, when you have a baby. It changes your life. It really uh, does. Nah, it changes everything. Nah, you'll not be the same. The, the one respect in which I do agree with that is that your your life becomes about jobbies. Um, <laughs> you have to plan everything around them. Yeah. You'll be like, right, we can't go out now because he's just done a shite. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to wait. <laughs> you know... <laughs> He's, you know, it's been like, it's it's, it's about two hours since the last shite, so we probably need to wait until he does the next one, and then we'll head out. I bet we'll miss the bus by the night. We've taken the first step into that world um, by ordering uh, a bin specifically for shite. (laughs) Yeah. Aye, we shite bin. Have you got a garden? Aye. Is it is it going is it is it one of those jobs where you can can you can you use baby shite to fertilize stuff? I don't I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, like compostable. <laughs> no, yeah. man. I thought for a second there you were like you got a garden. Aye, good. Aye, cause that's your joby bin. <laughs> <laughs> just, just sending the wings out of shite. <laughs> right, hen, that's half three. You go. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a like a fucking cat. Hi Dolly. I just, I, just, I just put the way out for a shite. I'll her back in in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I sit stand at the back door having a fag. Right, nip it. Corey's stopping. 
Do you know, I was actually going to say Brookside starting. I was a hutty. Oh, like, no, Danny, that's not a thing anymore. Hollyoaks, at least. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> Is that still going? I think so. Was it? Was Hollyoaks know the Brookside folk? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. It was like Brookside for teenagers, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how shite does that sound, eh? <laughs> what, what do you, the amount of stuff that could be getting commissioned, yeah. you know, and they go with that. Let's get yeah. Brookie for teenagers. Yeah, instead of killing, yeah. instead of killing somebody and putting burying them under a patio, what we'll do is we'll just have this lassie working a chippy. <laughs> That's the storyline. What I'd like to do is have twenty minutes of us talking about jobbies, um, and um, and now I'm going to introduce you. Uh, okay. So, because um, uh, it's, it's occurred to me that I've not actually told anyone who you are, but I quite like that. I quite like how <laughs> folk might, a lot of folk might spend twenty minutes going, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> Apart from all the people who've come over from like you know game rank and stuff like that, obviously. But like, because um, a lot of folk come over to have come over to our podcast from video gamer and all that, and they might not necessarily have a handle on the whole. Uh, the the Danny Echoes experience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so like, um, so we we grew up in West Lothian, and you're uh, a musician, and you make lots of m- mad wee fucking songs about stuff. Um, but I've basically plundered your back catalogue every time I've made something. Oh. Uh, everyone listening will have heard something you've done if they've if they've watched anything I've done. Basically, that's that's nice, man. <laughs> like the you know the theme tune for Times Response Unit. That's that's like a a, a song of yours that I fucking loved. Um, yeah. And the, uh, that, that. Yeah, that was that was a long time ago. And the uh, yeah, I mean, basically, I've used like haberdashers tracks and everything, like just you know, because basically what I'm saying is, Danny, is I've 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 spent my entire career exploiting your labour, and I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, man. Um, it it's uh, it's been a, a a pleasure all the while collaborating and uh, helping it, and I'm glad that. Uh, I've had a bit more of a reach than I otherwise would have had with my music. Mm. It's been it's been nice. This sounds like the conversation's coming to an end. You've just introduced me. <laughs> <laughs> it's been wonderful. Thanks. Take it's care. The, bye. It's the, it's the, it's uh, when you walk yeah, off, no. fucking uh, Graham Norton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the um, the version we did of um, Simple Minds. Uh, don't yeah, this is me turning into a Danu. Fucking Simple Minds. <laughs> Don't you forget about me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, was, that was good, man. Won't you soak me in your pee? I'll be alone dancing, you know it, baby. Won't you soak my bell end? I like to call it my Marty Pell end. Pesh keeps falling. Pesh keeps falling. <laughs> Coming round to yours because I had uh, quite little recording equipment at the time. Yeah. Uh, I there was something that I couldn't quite get down, and uh, it was just mm. easier for me to come round to yours. And mm. it was like quite a surreal experience, um, just coming round to uh, your house uh, with my girlfriend at the time and mm. singing 
Uh, Jean, your man, when can you dinner? <laughs> uh, in your house, and that was that was my night, and then off we went. It's uh, it good. Some legacy. You, you met my wains and everything. <laughs> yeah, I know. Aye. We uh, we we were joking earlier about how um, I've spent my my entire life stealing your patter, and I was joking that you kept stealing your patter off a guy called Gibby. Um, Gibby being an incredibly like West Lothian nickname for someone. Um, <laughs> but it was specifically the wanking your dash, shagging your map patter, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I I like that was. That that was something that got kind of picked up by um, the 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 whole there was music scene. There was a really vibrant and interesting music scene in Livingston uh, in the late late nineties, early noughties. Yeah, which nobody will believe now. Was, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but it was it was really interesting. So it was like basically uh, people who didn't like we all lived in the same area we didn't mm. really have much contact with one another we were all from different high schools mm. um and then the music scene kind of brought us together but it was odd we all had this similar feel and vibe and musically there were a lot of uh, there was a big through line and um i don't know if it was specifically the livingston experience just the age we were the fact that we lived near a skate park maybe played a lot <laughs> uh, played a big part in it mm. but uh, yeah everybody in the living music scene uh, which Gibby was a part of was familiar with Shagging Your Mal Wank and Your Dad and for <laughs> anybody uh, who's listening that might not know uh, the, the principle here is is, is that any song um, can have Shagging Your Mal Wank and Your Dad uh, uh, replaced um, lyrically so yeah. Jim uh, He's, he's a song, any song. The classic is uh, it's the Doctor Who theme, isn't it? It doesn't have any Aye. lyrics, I know, but uh, like the entire bass line can just be shagging your man, wanking your dad. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, then yeah. you can also bring in the variation of, and this was another thing Gabby introduced us all to, uh, shagging your man, wanking your dad, and putting in uh, in your rebrass pal uh, <laughs> at the end as well. So like at the end of each phrase, in the song, you uh, the, using the Doctor Who theme as an example, shine your man, when you shine your man, you rose panel, shine you know, <laughs> and so on. So with any song, yeah, you can you can do it. So he introduced us all to that, and uh, it stuck. Yeah. And yeah, um, and it, made, it, it made its way into a lot of songs, right? Like original songs, <laughs> original <laughs> compositions. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, some of the haberdasher stuff and that shaking your neck, making your day, and um, obviously songs I've done for you as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> including, funnily enough, uh, the um, uh, the Simple Minds cover we did because I used that later on in uh, in uh, Fallout Four: Geordie Apocalypse. It was like I, I I was thinking like, oh man, I need a big number to. I need a big, like, triumphant number to finish this song because I thought it was the best thing I'd ever done. Uh, probably still is. And um, uh, that just fucking... I can't even mind what we recorded it for originally, but it was just perfect. Um, so... No, uh, but what, I think it was... I mean, there's we've, we've done so much daft shit that it's hard to keep track, but uh, it was, I am sure it was, it was definitely for something else. Yeah, it was aye, for Game Wank, I'm pretty sure. It was aye. like we did a huge episode of Game Wank that had like Cybermen and stuff. In. <laughs> <laughs> that does not explain why we're covering Simple Minds, though, at all, does it? I mean, <laughs> no. um, uh, I can't even answer that myself. But you know, like, uh, but it felt really perfect for, uh, for for the for the Fallout Four thing. But I had to cut out 
like a lot of bits of it because <laughs> like really? there was, well obviously there's some stuff that would fly on game wank that would not fly on video gamer oh, and, and that's like saying that. something because like pretty much anything could fly at video gamer you know like video gamer was basically the 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 the, the corporate version of game wank i got called into <laughs> um the only time i ever got told off for my language at video gamer was uh when i we were doing a we were doing a review of uh, gta online uh, and burns had been playing it and the very first line the very first thing said in the entire video was me going burns you cunt <laughs> and uh, the md got me into the office the next day um because we we recorded that published it and then we went straight off to an award ceremony I, we were sitting there in our fucking tuxedos doing this so <laughs> you know paints a picture right <laughs> just a pair of wallopers basically um but yeah the next day the md was uh called me in and he was just like jim I'd, like i've never tried I, ne I never want to stifle you creatively but can we just make sure that cunt isn't one of the first like three words <laughs> <laughs> that's all i asked i hope <laughs> i hope you were like shut up you're not my real dad <laughs> <laughs> i was a bit I think I was a bit like, well, <laughs> I can't promise that. <laughs> I can't promise that, Adam, because it depends on the integrity of the piece. Um, Do you no, know, not... <laughs> I have, uh, I've had to kind of um, rein it in a little myself as well. So in my my job, mm. like, oh, like we are, uh, I'm really lucky enough to still be working working well, well, for all this going on. Yeah. With all this going on, yeah. So it's um mm. it, it's it's basically nothing that I couldn't have done in the office anyway. So but we my job involves quite a lot of meetings. And um yeah. Like since it, when you're working from home there's a weird kinda uh, readjustment you have to make where yes you're at home but all the time. Um but there has to be a time where you don't just pause mid-sentence to squeeze out a giant fart and then just break back into you know a serious conversation about pushing a project forward yeah it's yeah. like i so <laughs> um i, I, I honestly had <laughs> so there was i swear like right, meeting we had I had to um I had to basically do like quite a lot of presenting, right? So I'm sharing my screen um mm -hmm. and it was a video call as well, so you know, we could all see each other and chatting away. Mm. And um I thought that I had uh, hit the mute button, mm. uh, completely missed it, hit the record button instead. So uh, when I went to pause myself, all you hear is blah blah minimum viable product blah blah giant fart <laughs> and it was one of the uh, one of the heads of service that was on the call as well and uh, as i say I, I hit record um i really wanted to keep this video but i had to delete it because you know it could get me in a lot of tr trouble so but you like i hit record and the fart happens immediately <laughs> and you, you see the head of service like do like a wee a wee smirk <laughs> <laughs> and i just like stopped hit mute and i just kidded on nothing had happened and it was one of those like it was one of those farts in a lift nobody really knew who'd done it but everybody was definitely sharing that experience but just not addressing anything <laughs> 
and so but I've also had to do that with my language as well because obviously yeah, you know I'm just in the I'm just in the house. So yeah, I can like you know be as as I do. Like, unfortunately, swearing has always been a big part of my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you're, you're, you're and in your house, I, right? You're, so you're beyond the swearing threshold. You've got that that mental barrier of like yeah, right, I've got, totally. uh, I've got to keep a lid on it now. And, but and, and then as soon as you're back in the house, like oh, oh jobby, you know. Like, <laughs> Aye, <laughs> so that's that that has been <clears throat> that's something that I've had to and it sounds like it should be a really simple thing um, so hard to turn off man. it is really it's really hard to turn off really hard like, even, like I'm I, I've, I'm quite bad for uh, like using colloquialisms in quite formal scenarios as well mm-hmm. um, I've been told that uh, not to rein it in or anything like that but um, people have like you know I've, I've used a word like uh, well, whirly gig, right? I, I refer to the whirly gig, uh-huh. and everybody on the call, it's like they'd, it was like the, the the fucking apes in two thousand and one when you see the monolith for the first time, <laughs> they were going fucking tonto. Just, Are you the whirly gig? Do, do you still? And then I realised, ah, that's how all these Facebook memes exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're only Scottish if you've shot in an oakster you know this, this kind of <laughs> sorry did a job in an oakster that's probably more colloquial <laughs> in an oakster <laughs> but, but yeah aye, back, to, back to what you were saying yeah but yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been collaborating with uh, with with music and everything. That's um, that that is going back now. It's it's over a decade, isn't it? Like it's got to be. Oh yeah, man! I a hundred percent. It's been uh, it's definitely been like I recorded that uh, that stomp which you used. Yeah, I recorded that yeah. when I stayed in Edinburgh, and that was God. Yeah, I mean, and that was a while ago because you, you've you've not you've not been an Edinburgh guy for a long time by choice. Two th- uh, <laughs> thousand, I think two thousand and four. That was so it'll be sixteen years. Yeah, man. Jesus, sixteen yeah. years. Sixteen, sixteen years. We've been making the same joke. We, <laughs> <laughs> we don't. It don't. I still don't feel old enough to have been doing anything for sixteen years apart from like shining. So. And there's so many. Like I'm really struggling the new man way. Uh, like the um the sheer volume of like you know albums that are having twentieth anniversaries and things like that. Mm. Like, albums that were they weren't just like they weren't just formative. They came out when I was a young adult. Mm. You know, or what what I felt like a young adult at the thing yeah you know like house party albums for instance you know it's like uh, white pony by deftones that turned 20 yeah that, pff, jesus yeah. christ that one hit me and there was like a whole bunch of other ones in the past few months like uh i think one of the queens of stone age albums like you know nothing that i really particularly listen to now but they were huge at house parties and that like i think rated r the first queens of stone age album uh turned 20 and then you know a whole bunch of others and it was just like boom boom punch punch fucking ribs kick neck throat and uh now like i've kind of feel like it's okay to feel this old because I'm gonna be a dad. <laughs> yeah. So that's fine. You know, I've kind of like made that level of accomplishment in terms of like you know, uh, landmark stages of your you know. Your you, you've you've hit the milestone now, so you're all right. Nah, right? Them, yeah. Uh-huh. So, so I can uh, oh yeah I can I can rest easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like that's fine. 
you know, I, I wipe I wipe an arse daily now, um, not just one. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm allowed to have one of my favourite albums, Turn 20. That's, yeah. that's fine, yeah. you know. Aye, and, like, um, I noticed on uh, another thing that, I don't know if you noticed on, on Prime, Prime mm. Video, whenever they, they, they're so bad for uh, errors in their listings and synopsis. Yeah as well and uh, it was just a shitty like so I'm scrolling through and uh, Starter for 10 came up you know oh, uh, that, that David Tennant is, is David, David yes. Tennant in it as well like, it's about uh, is, yeah. about university challenge and all that yeah yeah uh-huh yeah okay uh, that came up and it said 2015 it was like no nah, no chance absolutely no chance I remember that being the first like unlimited screening that I went to, um, yeah. like uh, the, the surprise screening um, that they used to do, yeah. and I was like, no, um, 2010, and it's definitely, and I looked up and it was 2006. <gasps> you know, fuck. just things like that. You know, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me 2015 just to let me roll down a hill into a big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> a mumbling idiot. So there's a film that's just been added to Prime recently. Yeah. I'm not getting any commission for this, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's called The Wraith, and it is like it's it's fucking incredible. And I don't know how it happened, right? But it, it completely missed me by. It came out in the mid '80s. The cast is big. There's Cheryl and Fenn, Charlie Sheen. Um, you've got. Clint Howard, you know Ron Howard's wee brother, his wee brother. Is this uh, is this uh, is this the one with the fucking Mike? Is is he a biker? Is is there a motorbike? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but well, he's he's it's kind of like high plains drifter, in a sense. He, right. he comes out. He's a he's basically an alien. Comes out the desert, uh-huh. and uh, in a Dodge car. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, and basically, he's the wraith by night, and you know, this he's Charlie Sheen, the biker by day, kind of thing. <laughs> and there's the, yeah. the big twist is that he's the wraith, but you know, for the start anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's and the soundtrack's got like it, Biggs, it's got freaking Robert Palmer, Ozzy Osbourne, I think Skid Row, no, it's Motley Crue, and you know, it's yeah. like. That is that's that's a lot of money to get that kind of music and those acts together, especially like mid to late eighties, and yeah. uh, it's about a mid mid range budget. Um, it looks beautiful. Some of the effects are gorgeous. There's tons of stunning like matte paintings and like a lot of the practical effects and that. It's great. It was like it's such good fun, right? And for some reason this film completely passed me by. I didn't even recognise it for like video box cover, uh, video box box artwork from It's an odd one, man. It's like it's such a cult thing. I I think in my entire life like four people have seen it and you're one of them. So um, well, now I hadn't before. That's the thing. Uh, yeah. But uh, I mean, I'm so glad I did when I uh, when I stuck it on. Um, I watched it along with my pal Gav. Um, we were chatting over WhatsApp as we were watching it, <laughs> and the, the, we were the whole time we're just like, "How the fuck did this pass us by?" It's yeah. perfect if you're like an eight-year-old wee Egypt, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and I really would have soaked it up. But anyway, um, the point yeah, I mean, is just, just before we carry it, we have to put a, I mean, it is, it is shite. No, no, I'm not having this, Jim. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> right, here's my rule, right? 
In fact, no, I'll make, quickly make the point I was going to make. The artwork they chose for it is 100% Shan. They should have yeah. just went, and the actual artwork that they've got for it, mamma mia, it's yeah. fucking amazing. But yeah. they decided not to use it. But anyway, right, back to you lying about it being shite. <laughs> I'm not having it. <laughs> and here's the thing. Yeah. A film is only shite if it doesn't entertain you. Yeah. That film endlessly entertained me. Constantly <laughs> ripped it. Constantly ripped the rug. I was laughing. Maybe not maybe not with it. <laughs> but that's still fun. To me the biggest crime are like films like uh, Justice League. Films like oh, can I, I was gonna, I thought you were gonna say Justice League. I was gonna say just- <laughs> <laughs> You know, just fucking like morose just the 250 million dollars to bore the fucking dick off you yeah aye honest to god like I actually felt like so my and another one I mean it's totally just sticking in Nolan I superhero films in the DC universe but the other one was uh, Donna Justice the fucking director's cut oh Jesus I lost a bet with my pal and he made me sit through it because I made him well I didn't make him I chose a film for us to watch and it's a film called Miami Connection Mm. And uh, it's, I'll say no more, it's worth checking out. Mm. It's great fun. And he just wasn't, he's like, no, it's shite. It's just shite. It's not good shite, it's just shite. We're watching, we're watching Batman vs. Superman nearly three years. I sat through this film and I actually, I would have rather stapled my balls to a radiator <laughs> than, than have done that. Than have done that. <laughs> it was painful I've, that's, I've never, that's what i'm talking about sitting watching a film with that much money that amount of talent yeah and they still manage to shit the bed yeah because this hunt. is the thing like there are really good people involved in that there's like there's yep. there's there's amazing artists there's amazing mm-hmm. they, like you know ben affleck's not a shit actor um, no not at all no how do you how do you take that that level of that pool of talent and that much money and just shit it up a wall. Like, if is is there an opposite to human endeavor, and that's it, basically. You know, that's the. <laughs> Do you know what it is? It's listening to fucking Reddit users. That's what it is. It's pandering. <laughs> it's pandering to IMDb forums. That's yeah. what it is. You know, it's the kind of cunts yeah. that go. Sorry, I'm angry. It's <laughs> the kind of folk who. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, who go on, like, who rate films, who give films a rating on IMDb. Imagine yeah. going to IMDb and being like, not even Metacritic or anything, like just specifically IMDb. What's that, what's that uh, film get, get an IDB, IMDb? Is, is it less than, is it less than six? I'll not watch it. There's a guy <laughs> I know who refuses to watch anything that, that gets less than an 8 out of 10 rating on IMDb. That's the kind of people we're living with. That's the kind of people we're dealing with. And it's because of people like that that we get dawn of fucking justice. <laughs> yeah, totally. The kind of people who would unironically sort of maintain... Like, you know what, right? Batman Forever mm-hmm. is, is a better Batman film than... Uh, Any of the Nolan Fra- ones? I was, I was going to say, I, d- I didn't know how you would accept it. But oh, no, it's a better Batman. Batman film. It is a better Batman film than any Batman film that came after it. Yeah, no, I agree. The argument here is that yeah. um, Batman, and I've, I've said this a million times, but I feel like I, keep, I need to keep saying it because people, you can't say that about <laughs> Christopher Nolan as a genius. He's a new Stanley Kubrick. I, well, I've got news for you. Stanley Kubrick was born as fuck. <laughs> Nolan's a genius. You, you know how... You don't know if he's in a dream or not at the end. 
you know, I know where I know I fucking was. <laughs> Batman. So Batman, fundamentally, right? He's a billionaire mm-hmm. who uh, dresses up like a bat and punches crime in the face. Right, yeah. that's what Batman is, which is fundamentally fucking ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. And Batman's only as good as however he's framed, essentially, right? So mm. when you try and ground a grown man dressing like a bat and punching crime in the face, when you try and ground that in reality, it's fucking daft, <laughs> you know? Especially yeah. when you add fire, you know, into the mix, <laughs> and you make it nearly three hours long. Go fuck, not fuck yourself. Boring, shite, daft. Batman Forever, <laughs> however, embraces uh, the, the the ridiculousness of it, yeah. and it never once pokes fun. Um, Batman the animated series is great because it's it plays up to the cartoonish aspect of Batman. The animation is also flawless and mm. among some of the best that's ever been um, broadcast. Yeah, and it's like the right side of dramatic as well. It's got it's got it, it, the the internal drama is consistent even though like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So it's not like played for laughs internally. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it exactly. works. The Adam West Batman series goes goes too far the other way. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I think that was kind of where Batman and Robin kind of slips up a wee bit, where it mm. kind of gets that balance just a little wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Because because Batman and Robin like really feels like a a follow up to the Adam West series, whereas Batman Forever, I think Batman Forever fucking nails it. You know? Yeah, yeah, Batman, and I'm, I'm like uh, for the longest time, uh, mm. I kind of like a, a switch between Batman Forever and Batman Returns being my favourite Batman yeah. films. Yeah, and Batman um, Returns gets a lot of stick as well. I've never quite understood why. It's fucking great. Yeah, and also I think Batman Returns, what kind of a lot of Batman Returns' charm is based on, uh, like it does have a, a certain degree of self-awareness, but then there's moments where Batman punches a hole in the bottom of the Batmobile to remove a tracking device. <laughs> you know, <laughs> things like that happen. And it's like, yeah. and and you're kind of like, oh, what the fuck happened there? But it is ridiculous because fundamentally Batman is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how Batman Returns works as well. But like the production design, obviously, uh, all the um, Bo Welch is his name. Mm. Um, all his production design, all that like brutal Germanic uh, like statue uh, work. Lots and, of spirals. Uh, yeah, obviously all Tim Burton's like, you know, gothic mm. productions then uh, you know, back to the patchouli. But um like it's yes, yeah, like that <laughs> I just prefer the aesthetic of. Um yeah, but, but you know, that's not to say the production design of Batman Forever isn't interesting because fucking hell man. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> you know, and we're, we're talking about this right after the big man's died as well. So Yeah, I know. Uh, that was that was actually that was a Saurian. It really yeah. was. Do you know what? I immediately thought after that that I hope this is this is such a weird sort of small part of the man's legacy and I don't wanna God, it makes it makes me sound like a, a like like so so reductive, and I didn't mean it like that. But one of the things I thought was like I really hope that people evaluate his work in in, in more fairly now, particularly the work he did on Batman, because like yeah. I think he I think he got a lot of shit for what he did with Batman, from as you say the kind of people who fucking write letterbox reviews and stuff. But um, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know you did. What, what did you get on IMDb? <laughs> did you get a five? I'm not interested. <laughs> the kind of people who are just like, it's very good, diet, it's really dark. It's very good, it's dark, it's really dark. Uh, I'm not even joking. Uh, the I'm kind of folk who overuse the word imbue. <laughs> <laughs> 
because they've taken all the joy out of it, which which I really like in cinema. <laughs> so I know, I just love abject misery. Like yeah. I, I think with the with, with Joel Schumacher, like mm. Batman Forever is obviously it's going to, it's always going to be a big part of his legacy because mm. you know Christ is one of I mean, the I biggest it, IPs on the planet. Would you say that's the biggest film he worked on? Yeah, in terms of production, uh, it's definitely one of them. Um, mm. Well, Batman and Robin actually, I think that had a much bigger budget. Sorry, an even bigger budget. Yeah, but I think in I, I guess I mean big in terms of like cultural legacy. I think cultural people talk impact, right? Yeah. yeah. I well, I mean, there's Lost Boys as well, man. Lost Boys was had a yeah. huge impact on. Obviously, the soundtrack was such a big deal, and oh, it, it yeah. was like a Lost Boys is essentially like a big love letter to to glam rock. Mm. Right, so you've got all these vampires when they when you know the sun reaches them and they explode, they're, they're, they're glittery. There's glitter in their blood. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's and that obviously, as I say, the soundtrack and everything like that. Like, I remember it having a huge impact on a lot of people, I'd say, like, maybe 10 years my senior. Because yeah. it came out, like, mid-80s, so, like, we kind of knew it, like, as an after-dark film that we shouldn't really be watching, but it was on, like, STB all the time anyway. It kind of reinvented and rehabilitated the vampire as well, because he wasn't, uh, you know, the vampire wasn't a fucking, uh, like, uh, a, a really stuffy old fucking Tory in a castle wearing a doublet. He was a fucking, <laughs> he was a new romantic, you know? He was yeah, fucking cutting uh, about and- like Adamant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, another really good go-to, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and, but no, no, it's great, man. No, I genuinely mean it. Uh, but there's yeah, so there's also like um, there's other films like you know like Flatliners and that. Obviously. Oh, I fucking love Flatliners. But yeah, I mean like there's also like you know what what the uh, what the IMDb. <laughs> folk would term as you yeah, know yeah. cinema uh, and it, there's yeah. a lot of cinema in his repertoire so there's like uh, like a time to kill um was mm. a really interesting i think it was a john grisham adaptation fuck yeah if i remember right that was that was great and uh sandy bollocks uh looks <laughs> in it if we want to really get down to brass tacks <laughs> and then she's hot in it all the time as well <laughs> roasting hot yeah can he deal with the, the southern heat the yeah. themes are quite dark but you know she's uh, she puts in a wonderful performance <laughs> it does honestly but yeah i i am um, anyway joe schumacher some man some legacy will uh. be missed done Twin Peaks man I've never watched it all I think the most I've seen is like two episodes is it just uh, just not not tickling your fanny I don't know <laughs> um, I just I, I don't know man I've tried and I don't think I get it but I'm quite happy to admit that you know I'm not like I'm not going to call it shite or anything I don't think it's shite but I, I think there's something I'm missing I don't know what it is yeah no, do you know what man don't if you don't feel like it's for you there's really no worth the investment I think mm. too many people try and forced Twin Peaks on others and just don't understand it. Mm. A lot of folk just don't don't click in, yeah. in that sense with a with a show. Because it is it like it has such a unique DNA that that in itself is an explanation of, you know, how uh, you know niche it is in a lot of senses. So aye. Don't worry about it man. There's plenty of other stuff out there. Just please stop watching Supernatural eh? <laughs> 
it's shite, you know, it's shite. I like Supernatural, Danny. I'm not saying it isn't shite, I just like it. <laughs> Here's you being all <laughs> democratic about <laughs> your taste. Oh, it's a fucking Supernatural bitch. Look, it's good, Danny. I just, I quite like the boy's jacket. <laughs> He's got a nice motor. I like, I like <laughs> Dean's jacket. <laughs> I like it when they do I'll that Kansas song in every season finale, you know? Oh. It's, it's, it's dead, you know, it's very evocative because, of course, they're talking about a wayward son and they're both wayward sons, you know? It's, it's really that? clever. That's really it's clever. That? That's very clever. That's brilliant. I don't know, but it's the thing. <laughs> I turn through and I say, Right. I just got that there. <laughs> Standing stand, stand in the queue at fucking Asda. I just, I just trapped. That's brilliant. One thing I've been uh, watching and really, really enjoying is uh, I've been getting back into a lot of Mike Judge stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a show that he had done for Stars called um, Tales from the Tour Bus. It is okay. fucking fascinating. And so it's kind of part animated documentary. So what he'll do is uh, at the start of each episode, he'll introduce the artist that the episode's about. Uh, and then he'll interview like quite a lot of friends, family, fellow musicians, crew members, things like that. And they recount like the debauchery, <laughs> the, uh, whichever artist they're talking about's career. And uh, the first season is all about country artists. The second season, there's only two. Second season is all about funk artists. <laughs> and I'm kind of indifferent about a lot of country, um, especially the southern stuff. Uh, but the show really, really opened my eyes to just how wild the Wild West is and yeah. was, uh, specifically in the 70s, and how much these artists got away with and what they got up to. But all the interviews, they're, they're animated. So uh, they, they basically, it's almost rotoscoped in a sense. So they'll like interview um, whoever it is that they're interviewing and then animate over the screen. So it gives you this uh, sense, this odd kind of disconnect to what's going on and makes everything seem even more unbelievable you know kind of embellishes that complete disbelief of eh? the things that you're hearing like so a bit like like creature comforts except it's about folk doing heroin in that aye, that's a good shout i totally but with that nice kind of a uh, uh, shaky mike judge uh, animation mm. what's it on yeah it's it, on anything it's really interesting uh i had to rent it it was fuck's sake man total prime guy i'm sure it was prime i rented it from um <laughs> unreally <laughs> but it is worth it and it is worth renting as well because yeah. uh, surely that needs to, needs to support and we really need more of it yeah oh, is, it, is it still like happening is it, are they still making it it's not been cancelled it's yeah I okay. think the most recent season was maybe last year year before I was thinking because like you know they start off with country and then they get to funk and it feels like they're building up to like a big third season blowout where they get to hair metal yeah I mean that would be good because like obviously everybody knows the Tales of debauchery about like you know the rock mm. bands of the seventies and everything like that. That's kind of that's overplayed now. We know all that, but mm. I mean, I would I would think the next season could go with soul because I read Sam Cooke's biography. Yeah. Um. You, you know, Sam Cooke, Twisting the Night Away, Cupid, all that, all those mm -hmm. lovely, beautiful, soulful songs. Man was a mad shagger. He was a <laughs> maniac as well. He died. Wait, well, just before he died, he was chasing. 
uh, I think it was a sex worker. He was chasing a sex worker around a hotel, waving a gun with his goony wide open and his and his <laughs> wassail wafting in the wind. Madman. But like you know, there's there's loads more interesting stories about him as well. Um, there, there's some stuff that you learn. I mean, he sounds like a bit of a cunt, to be fair. Oh yeah, no, totally. That's what I was going to say. Some of the things you learn are quite disappointing. Like I learned uh, like a lot about Rick James that I kind of wish I hadn't, because I love Rick James to bits. Yeah. But it was something that I found out that was really dark. Kind of made me reevaluate his his work. You know, particularly the uh, sexuality in it. Mm. Um, but it's it's worth looking. It's it's worth uh, worth looking up. There's a couple of episodes on like Funkadelic in Parliament and that George Clinton, mm. and I've been like I've been following them since I've forever, and I love them so much. And finding out all this stuff, it's like why is there not there's, this is there's a book here. There's a there's a full three hour biopic here. No problem, you know. Mm. So. Yes, anyway, it's worth checking oh, out. Oh, man, I'd love to. I'm thinking I might stick that on the list now. That sounds really interesting. And as I say, it's, like, it's good, like, kind of nice escapism too, because yeah. fucking hell, man. It sounds kind of harrowing in terms of escapism, but compared to, like, what's actually happening, it's probably quite soothing to, to imagine people fucking shooting up and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, there's definitely more of the more of the good stuff than dark stuff and there's a there's a couple of episodes that were actually really touching as well yeah yeah. um you know like that like mike judge has a good knack for that even beavis and butthead had like a little touch of pathos every now and then yeah totally Uh, yeah do you remember how they did like a a random like season of beavis and butthead in 2011 or something it's great and it's yeah and it's it's really good um i remember watching it and thinking oh christ they've really really done well to update this it's fantastic and then uh, yeah i kind of bring it up to date and it's not just as simple as them watching because obviously mtv is no longer a music channel it's, re- it's essentially a reality tv channel yeah and they've basically uh, acknowledged that and instead of sitting watching suicidal tendency videos they're watching mm-hmm. uh you know whatever kardashian shite or you know <laughs> whatever yeah. reality nonsense is on and i the i think that like there's an odd maturity in them as well which i found really interesting um because there's, there's more self-awareness in the newer beavis and butthead too where they kind of yeah. address the time that's passed but mm. they also play up to the fact that they've, they've learned nothing <laughs> like which in itself is like a fucking great gag yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I remember being quite disappointed that it never carried on because I think they just did the one season of that and that was that. But it was it had no right to be good, like Train Spotting too. You know, it had no right to be as good as it was. Uh, but it felt like a very well considered update and a very self aware update um, yeah. to the source material. They turned Train Spotting into a fucking drama about growing old, essentially. You know, um, growing old and past it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more, my more to the point. I think yeah. that's I think that's a really interesting approach to a lot of like obviously there's been a lot of, over the past I think specifically over the past like eight or ten years there's been a huge slurry obviously reboots and mm. like nostalgic sequels you know twenty years later and I'm not talking about Avatar. Uh, yeah. You've got like you know the new Train Spotting film and that and you're like really you're. Really, and I know that it's obviously it's based on the Irvin Welsh book that already existed anyway. But yeah, but I mean, very, very loosely. I mean, yeah, oh, I, I, but like specifically choosing to like go with Trainspotting Two as it or T Two as a title, which was 
that never sat right with me. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even dignify it. I wouldn't even dignify it, Danny. I, I know it's so <laughs> odd, eh? And, I'm, and like everybody's saying T two, and, and I'm, like mayors are pricking up. I'm like, what, what? oh no, <laughs> no, it's not. It's stop getting are they, wrong. Are they knew exactly what they were doing with that. Yeah, like, yeah. What's interesting about a lot of these reboots that are happening is they're kind of addressing. Uh, the mm. passage of time and yeah. um like you know and they've kind of they've got a little more uh thoughtful and mm. taken interest in approaches you know yeah i mean fucking mentally like doctor who kind of did that way back you know when when, when, yeah, got, totally, when yeah. the revived series and it really like it was a reboot but it was it was very aware of its past it was very much about regret uh like video games have been doing that quite a lot as well like the most recent god of war game is like it's like kratos is back and now he's a sad murder dad um (laughs) (laughs) is that Um, right is that the approach they took and it's like uh you know he's uh it's it's fantastic you know it's uh, a good the the last uncharted game was well not not the last one the last but one uncharted game was about nathan drake becoming a dad and uh, coming to terms with the amount of fucking people he's killed in order to find fucking I don't know pottery on in the Sahara, um, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> he's like, how many people did you kill? How many people did I kill as the player of Uncharted Two? How many people did I have a hand in shooting in the head? And Dang. then, and I, I can't even remember what Nathan Drake got at the end of it. You know, maybe it was a cup or. A, <laughs> Here's here's a Stella Artois chalice. <laughs> <laughs> never feels They'd spent the entire sort of decade being sort of criticised for like you know I mean Nathan Drake's a mass murderer, <laughs> and um, uh, you know at least at least Lara Croft fucking uh, takes some time out to kill animals. I don't know, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but like you know Nathan the body count on Nathan Drake is, uh, and then uh, you know they brought out this fourth game which was like. Well, he's he's a bit sad about it now. He's <laughs> <laughs> a bit. He's got a PlayStation. He's uh, and that not sad. He's a bit sad about it now. He's murdered hundreds of people and he's got nothing to show for it. You've got all these properties being mm. refurbished and repackaged, and and saying that you you also have things like Bad Boys Three. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's just two folk kidding on that they don't uh, dye their hair. Uh, hide the grace. That's the that's the joke. Before I came on this call with you, yeah. um, I done my hair. I've got hair product in right now. I'm seeing <laughs> fucking nobody. We're not even doing a video chat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but not. it's just that it's like almost that sense of routine, isn't it? Every Friday night, we yeah. all have a group chat and we watch X Files together. So yeah. um, it was like something that um, my pal David suggested just as lockdown was starting. Like, we were all kind of struggling a wee bit and we needed, like, you know, a sense of togetherness, like a, a, a group. And uh, started this X Files group chat. And um, yeah, we're now. Uh, halfway through season two it's been a, a great laugh but and it's more it's, it's Friday nights that it happens and uh, still before um, before it happens uh, before we like stick on the first episode I'll yeah. still do what I used to do on a Friday night before I go out I'll have a shower beer I'll get myself ready I'll put actual like aftershave on <laughs> if I'm going out and like properly you know get myself ready and then mm-hmm. just sit down on my couch and watch X-Files yeah. so I mean, but it's good, having, having like, your shower beer trying to sort of uh, yeah, to... yeah totally 
trying to ignore the fact for at least 15 minutes that you've reached the point in your 30s where um, X-Files group chat is <laughs> it's your fucking Friday night. Because <laughs> let's, honestly... let's face it, that's nothing to do with the fucking pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> you may be right, eh? <laughs> No, I uh, love it, man. Honestly, I love that. Yeah, I can't recommend that enough. It really does help me break yeah. up the week. It feels more like the weekend. Oh, I'm man. putting in more of an effort and it's more fun. It's much better than just like a um, when people just do a big group Zoom and, and everyone's just kind of staring into webcams holding the gin. I think <laughs> because it gives you something to everyone, something to focus on, it breaks the ice a little bit. It's so awkward to just fucking sit there staring at people, you know? Yeah. And the only sort of joke anyone has is changing their fucking Zoom background and... <laughs> It's only so many times that I'm beyond the enterprise before it stops being funny, you know? I know. I've kind of got to the stage now with, uh, like, we have our directorate at work. We have weekly meetings. Yeah. And, um, like, just, like, informal, you know? Mm. And uh, there's, like, a wee quiz and stuff like that. But it's actually all right because the folk that I work with are, are sound. It's not like, you know, they're not the fucking gin o'clock crowd. Mm. They're, um, you know, they're interesting folk. And I changed my background to the... Uh, to the Enterprise Bridge. Mm-hmm. I didn't think much of it. I was just chatting away, and uh, the call, the group chat ends, and then <laughs> one of the heads of service messages me, and he's like, "Nice background, gentlemen. Next gen, eh?" We've been having huge back and forth about like favorite next gen episodes and stuff, and uh, oh, he's, he's been a fellow Borg to enthusiast. Totally, man, hundred yeah. percent. Uh huh, and uh, and my background was the big the big telltale. I honestly didn't mean it to be a conversation starter. That I, I didn't even use backgrounds, and I like and I just thought, oh, fuck it, I'll put put something mm. on, just to break up the mundanity. And yeah, I've made a made a pal. That's the twenty first century equivalent of going in with a fucking novelty tie, isn't it? <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> oh, it totally is. <laughs> oh no! It's a fucking. It's like a keyboard, and it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ural bassist had one of the ties. Dirty Kev. Uh, Dirty he Kev. was some boy. Aye, Dirty Kev. He was some boy. He uh, he looked he looked like almost exactly like Robbie Coltrane, like tutti mm-hmm. fruity, uh, Robbie Coltrane, and uh, <clears throat> he uh, he was from Dunfermline and. <laughs> <laughs> he used to tell us some stories about uh, like nightclubs and that. Uh, like Dunfermline's got a mad nightclub circuit. It's nuts. It's, it's mad because when you said uh, he's Faye Dunfermline, I think anyone from south of the border just wouldn't sort of that nothing would catch in their brain. But as soon as you said he's from Dunfermline, my brain just went, "Oh fuck, here we go." <laughs> yeah. So he was uh, he was in our college band, uh, yeah. me and Hugh, the guy that cried when he spewed, <laughs> and uh, Dirty yeah. Kev. And uh, he he took us out to Dunfermline one night, and his cousin was in a band, and his cousin's band played with us, and uh, yeah. we were we were all quite tight, and um, I so they stayed in Dunfermline as well, so we all went out, uh, and he showed us all these clubs, and Dirty Kev gets very very drunk, very very quick, yeah. and I'm chatting away to his cousin and. Uh, she's telling me all about what Dirty Kev was like when he was a wee boy and stuff and it's good laughing I'm like okay hold on excuse me a wee second spewed my ringer right down the side of the couch there's a couch in this nightclub and just returned to the conversation as if nothing had happened Yeah. and nobody said or done anything and I felt awful about it and I even said to her I was like we need to go off you'll so she's like that's fine 
like, all right, okay. So later that night, we go back to uh, like Dirk Kev's absolutely burst. And he's like, um, Mom, will, <laughs> Mom, Mom will go back and we'll watch, we'll watch Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking three in the morning. We're like, I sure, Kev, man, whatever. Goes back to his, and like he, he had a bunk bed. Right, uh-huh. guy's in his mid twenties at this point. Had a bunk bed, Stymie's Monday, uh, but in his own room. Mm-hmm. And we're like, "What's the deal here? Do, do your room share?" He's like, "No, man, this has always been my room. Just wanted a bunk bed when I was wee." <laughs> right, cool. He sticks, uh, he sticks that on. Hughes uh, up the top bunk and bottom bunk, and uh, Dirty Kev set up a wee spot in the floor. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "I'll be back in a minute." Fucking fellowship of the rings on. I'm, I'm still processing what's happened this entire night yeah and uh, he's like i'm just oh, i'm gonna go for a shot and he walks <laughs> walks it comes back and he's like no it's fine it's not it's just i'm all right <laughs> right okay and he's like but i do need a pill and we're like kev stop making such a big fucking deal just go to the just go to the toilet and he yeah. took it too literally he picked up his bin and pissed in his bin <laughs> But he's like he's the bin was like um uh, like it had holes through it, serrated. and it's just it's coming out. So when you Sides. said when you were like stop stop making a big deal of it, as in stop announcing that you need a pee, just go. Yeah, exactly. He thought you meant stop making a big deal about it, as in you don't have to leave the room to piss. Uh huh. And and like we found out that night that Dirty Kev was hung and uh, his dick is a different this you like <laughs> his dick's a different colour to the rest of his body. It's a little bit darker. <laughs> like that really stuck with me. And then there's there's an Adam Sandler special. I've just, on I've just figured out who you mean. Like, I know the guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you met him. I, yeah, I used uh, to work with him. <laughs> What? <laughs> I used to work with him at the call centre. No way. He, he used to work in a call centre in, in Sight Hill. I worked with him for a while. Yeah, yeah, no. I, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, I knew Fucking him. hell. I went to the pub with him a lot. I didn't know his name was Dirty Kev. I that just knew him as that's Kev. How he introduced himself, by the way. Oh. <laughs> he never introduced himself like that to me. My last memory of him, and I think this might be one of the last times I ever saw him before we parted ways for good. Uh, some folk are like that in your life, don't they? Just, there was a last time I saw him. I didn't realise it was the last time I'd see him, but that's that's what it was. Yeah, if only you knew. Yeah, exactly. He'd just had a tooth out and he'd eaten a bridey at lunch. <laughs> and he was, he was like, I've been uncomfortable ever since I had my lunch. I was like, what's wrong, Kev? Got a bit of munch in the hole where my tooth was. <laughs> and all, that's all I could think about every time I met, every time I thought of the guy, all I could think was that. Uh, but this, this tracks with what you know about him, presumably. Yeah, that, so you've got that. You've got a bit of pasty in his gum and I've got a memory of his tanned <laughs> dick. <laughs> and I think between the two, we've got the full measure of the man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Honestly, I've not like I've not spoken to him 
in over a decade now. I wonder if by some fucking some coincidence he'll end up listening to this and being like, oh, it's me not talking about. <laughs> he did not introduce himself as Dirty Kev. He did well, not immediately, but uh, yeah, he was obviously <laughs> like he wasn't like in the circle at, uh, at college. Like oh, I'm Dirty Kev. I mean, he started introducing himself as Dirty Kev after years had fucking bullied it into him, presumably. Not at all. No, no, no. He um, once we got him in the band and that, and he was like, yeah. uh, he, he kept referring to himself in the third person. Yeah. Uh, like Dirty Kev doesn't like this bass amp that kind of thing <laughs> and we're like what the fuck is this guy talking about <laughs> and he's like sorry man it's just it's, it's second nature it's, it's my name it's what all my pals call me and even his cousin <laughs> his cousin calls him Dirty Kev <laughs> <laughs> that lassie that we were talking to her yeah Dirty yeah. Kev when Dirty Kev was a boy etc <laughs> yeah. I hope you don't have a name for me like Pishy Jim or something <laughs> No, do you know, like, it's Trinker, but um, I know that I have to specify quite often with, like, Claire, for instance, like, because I know a few gyms, so yeah. it's, it's Trinker, and plus, obviously, like, she like she went to the same high school as you, yeah, so, like, yeah. she kind of, she knows you um, through, like, some mutuals, so... Yeah, which worries uh, me, by I, the way, because... <laughs> 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 like, oh, the stories of... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> There's no stories about me from high school, apart from like, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't one of the boys that got caught wanking in the toilets. There was always that story about some people, weren't there? And he got caught wanking in the toilets. How? how? I mean, the, the logistics of that, for a start. That's not really self-care, is it? That's not, you know, how hard is it to shut a cubicle door? <laughs> I mean, exactly. No. I mean, West called the high school was, uh, <laughs> there was a boy in every year who had that sort of rumour put about, about him. I was never one of them, frankly. Mm-hmm. I was always starting the room. There was a guy that went to high school got chucked off a bus for ranking in it. <laughs> Top deck, up the back, driver, driver chucked him it. He was a wee mink as well. Like, <laughs> aye. He was kind of funny though, because he would always do stuff like, check this out, sprayed his entire, he had a shaved head. He used to spray his entire head with links and set it on fire. <laughs> He'd do shit like that all the time. Rub deep heat on his boss and that. <laughs> you know, one of the guys. Just a wee yeah. fucking idiot. And, and somehow he's probably still alive and probably quite calm. Probably works in a bank now. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to tell us that uh, one time he's seen a badger <laughs> take, take the lid off a cola bottle. Oh, I'm telling you, as sure, sure as I'm fucking standing here. No, I'm telling you, I've seen a badger unscrew the bottle cap in a bottle of cola. Yeah. Like, down to the deep, you know, one of these guys, it's like, two litre bottle, clear as day, I remember it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I was like, Thursday, like, Thursday. Uh, Thursday, uh, I believe it was the end of the summer solstice. Is after that old firm game? Uh, after that old firm. <laughs> Because that morning the bus stop had been set on fire, so I had to walk into town. And, uh... <laughs> I had to walk into town. Never even had a chance to have my wank. <laughs> Jim and Richie talking about bobies or something. Bobies or something. What are bobies? There's a lot of bobies. Bobies or something. What are bobies? There's a lot of bobies or something. 20 minutes of Jim Trinker just wetting himself <laughs> over the word bobie and other such things. One more thing, because I, I, I can't let you go, Danny. I love you that much. Um, <laughs> Richie 
texted me the other day and he was like, he'd listened to one of the podcasts or something, I think, and he said to me, I always find it really funny when Burns tries to say Bobby. <laughs> it is funny. And then he is, isn't it? <laughs> and, then he, and, then he, and then Richie sent me this audio file of, uh, of him doing an impression of Burns and he was like, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what was funny about listening to the uh, the last the most recent um, chat you had with Richie mm-hmm. was like Richie's complete disbelief that Burns was a, a a phoner. Like he does not text, he calls you. Yeah. And Richie's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> the idea, and then I got to thinking like, oh no, how many times have I instead of texting Richie just phoned him? And, <laughs> and he's obviously like, he's phoning me like, oh just text me man oh hey Danny <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's not even going to be anything and it'll just be something about his bum oh, f- <laughs> hi you alright <laughs> no I'm not doing anything <laughs> I'm just phoning him up to tell him how much I still love Kiss from my rose <laughs> Richie it is a powerful song <laughs> It elevates you. The vocal harmonies are second to none. It is, in fact, the best song that was commercially tied to the release of Batman Forever. (laughs) Because it fucking was, by the way. I'm very much the opposite of a U2 fan, but Homie, (laughs) Tommy, Kiss Me, Kill Me. My God, what a tune. What a tune. It's no kiss from a rose, is it? It's not. You're you're right. Not not many songs are. (laughs) 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 How about about that for an observation? There's only the one. Um, right, okay. Uh, going to lovely and leave you. And because uh, I think if we if if one of us doesn't do a hard cut off, we'll just carry on, and it'll be yeah. It'll be but one before and one I go, and um, before I go, I want to say that in true keeping with our musical <laughs> collaborations, uh-huh. of, uh, I'm I'm going to leave you with. Uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll send you. Could you do what you want with this song? Mm-hmm. But I've done a wee cover of one of my favourite songs. Um, to you know, deal with lockdown and everything. It's uh-huh. a wee bit daft, and I think it's very much in tune with uh, the usual stuff, shite that I send you. Yeah. Um, so I'll send you that over, and I hope you enjoy it, Jim. I think we'll play it. Mate. I mean, uh, if that's you know, all right I, with you. I mean, uh, you know, I wasn't insisting. <laughs> 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 Bye, man. Uh, it's it's been been a pleasure as always. Absolutely, man. We'll uh, listen. We'll do this again, and next time we'll uh, we'll talk about. I think we should talk about all the projects that we talked about that never got done. Like, for example, come into my faith. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good fucking. It's a good gag, <laughs> it's, isn't it? Uh, unfortunately, I don't think it carries an entire album. But it's <laughs> all right, man. I'll speak to you later. Nice, right, speak to you soon, man. Love yeah. you. Bye. Yeah.